Hello mga kababayans! My name is Chachi and I am the main host for Reclaiming Filipinx Identity Podcast. Today on Season 3, Episode 9, I have the opportunity to invite Shane Kobaka on this show. And for this podcast, I thought of giving you guys a brief intro before going in the episode. So Shane was born and raised in Saipan and she moved to Hawaii for college at Chaminade University studying psychology and she recently graduated last semester and is now en route to Pepperdine University studying behavioral analysis. So I invited her on this podcast because being born and raised in Saipan and experiencing the Chamorro culture, there is so much parallel with that Filipino culture as well. Because um, personal experience, um, the first time I've ever met a Chamorro person, I honestly thought they were full Filipino. Like there was so much like similarities within the culture, and it's not until like I had a conversation with a really close friend. Um, about um, the distinct within those, uh, the similarity within those two, and also the many distinctions. And I thought of bringing her for this la- the second to the last episode to just give you guys a little um, authentic narrative. And yeah, so thank you guys for bearing with me for this intro. And I welcome you guys to the ninth episode for season three. Without further ado, I welcome you guys, Shane Kobaka. Hi, Shane. Hi, Chaji. So good to be here and um, being able to just uh, uh, share my experiences with other people. Yes, it's been a while, but Welcome back. Um, welcome, long, long time no see. And I just want to ask for the sake for the listeners out there, who is Shane and what do you do? And uh, what is your gender pronoun and what generation are you from? Okay. Um, okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Shane. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am a second generation. Um, just a little bit about me. Um, I just recently just graduated with a psychology degree and I will be continuing with pursuing a master's degree in applied behavioral analysis down at Pepperdine, which I'm super excited. Um, I'm also was born and raised on a remote island from Saipan, which is um, located near Guam, in case some of you haven't really heard about it. Yes, and with that saying, well, how was your upbringing like um, in the Filipino culture? Okay, so um, Saipan is such uh, a diverse island, believe it or not. It is like predominantly Asian. And I think the second one would be like the indigenous people, but Filipino ranks on the top of the highest population back at home. Um, so I was able to just be exposed to different people with different cultures, especially with um, other Filipinos. And I was able to just like experience um, other Filipino um, experiences with other 
different people and I could be able to just connect with them. So um, not really that much because like I was exposed to all like different types of Filipinos. So yeah. That's nice, nice. Um, are both of your parents born in the Philippines? Yes. And then they moved to Saipan for work. And then you went to Hawaii for college. Yes, correct. Growing up, how did you see yourself with your own cultural identity? Um, growing up, okay, so younger, my younger self, I never really just struggled with cultural identity, as I was, uh, said earlier, because I was born at a diverse island. Um, I was exposed to other Filipinos as well, who experience the same traditions and cultures as I do, which kind of just confirmed my belief of what a pure Filipino was. But as I just grew older, I kind of just immersed myself in like Filipino history. And I was slowly began like getting to just realize how um, I kind of struggled with my social identity, only because I learned about the blood quantum and years of colonization that the Filipinos faced. And it kind of just made me question on like the original heritage and traditions of the Philippines before the colonization of Japan, Spain, and the US that like, kind of just came over and kind of stripped away some of the um, original practices that Filipinos were actually um, conduct conducting back then. That is, especially um, growing up in Guam, there's a lot of similar cultures within Filipino and Chamorros. Have you ever like um, found a distinction distinction about the about those two different cultures, especially because they're very similar? Um. So between uh, Filipino culture and um, Chamorro culture. I feel like um, there has been some exchanged um, traditions somehow. Like, it's not like direct, but somehow over the years, it kind of just begin to show. Um, so like for food example, um, and um, also with some terms, basically, I can't really name them on top of my head, but there's some terms that uh, Chamorros and Filipinos actually have the same. And I found that really cool. And um, also with the food, food-wise, I feel like food really just uh, brought us together. But I think like this distinctions between those two cultures, um, it's kind of different mostly, but um, with the similarities that they have is definitely hospitality and um, the sense of belonging with each other because um, when I went back home, like tomorrow is really, really friendly and just like large family gatherings and so does Filipino does. And I feel like that's kind of just like some of the similarities that um, these two cultures kind of really have. Sorry if it's kind of like off tangent just a little bit, but yeah, hopefully you answered your question. No, no, you weren't going off tangent. Um, I just wanted to really mention about like the Chamorro culture also because mm -hmm. I think the very first time I was exposed to um, seeing people who are Chamorran, I, I automatically thought they were Filipino and like that confusion. So I always wanted to like see how um, for you, especially growing up in Guam, um, how, how was that 
um, how's the culture for you both? Um, I was actually raised in Saipan, which is like close to Guam, but um, mm -hmm. no worries. But um, yeah, um, the growing up hasn't really been too far difficult because everyone seems to just be really friendly and really open with um, cultural differences. But you know, like the similarities of hospitality between Chamorros and um, Filipinos, it literally just brought us like together recently when on what I see but maybe other people would see differently, but um, there's a lot of family connections also, where um, large family gatherings with Chamorros and with Filipinos. And I think that it's just like a really cool thing just to see, knowing that um, we share these kind of like this bond with each other. And yeah, I think it is really cool just seeing that. Yes, and so sorry, like I always confuse Guam and Saipan together, but no. yeah, I, yeah, thank you. Thank you for correcting with that. And to go on, um, have you personally struggled with embracing your cultural identity um, as, a, as, a young, uh, as a young person to now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so as I mentioned like earlier, like my younger self didn't really struggle with it because you know being raised in a diverse island and um as i transitioned to um just learning more about like filipino history and um philippine history just with the culture and the traditions and you know it kind of just made me so curious what the original um culture and traditions was even the original original name of the philippines because the philippines wasn't just a name um that was given back than like the original name, but it was termed the Philippines when the Spain actually conquered the Philippines after one of the king, like King Philip, I believe. So I was just like wondering like, what was like the Philippines like named before the Philippines? You know what I mean? And what was the original traditions and the cultures before it was like heavily colonized? before um, all of these other different um, countries that came over to the Philippines. So it kind of just like made me wonder like, I think the traditions and the culture that we have was just like a whole immersion of all of these different colonizations that came from the Philippines. And I'm just like wondering like, okay, so what was the original one? I feel like that was kind of just like a struggle for me. Like what was the original traditions and culture that Philippines had before all of this heavy colonization came about? I think that's a really valid question and I, 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 I love that you brought that up because I feel like people tend to forget that because we were colonized for a hundred and thousand of years they don't know that the, the so-called culture that they see is actually hidden from the true gem and like that's the true purpose about like Go, when we're learning about our own culture, it's important that we go back to the really roots of our history. Because even for myself, like the same thing as you, um, I didn't know about all this stuff until like I really went down to really like understanding that um, when it comes to our culture, like there's any, they're very underrated, but the, uh, the indigenous people mm -hmm. truly mm -hmm. has so much um, 
importance to it and play a really good role and I think it's really familiarizing ourselves like to acknowledge that um we even like even though like our colonizers like try to assimilate us to their ways we have to remember that we need to take back what they took absolutely i totally agree with you on that so uh with that saying what does it mean for you to reclaim our filipino identity so that's kind of like um a tricky question because filipino identity is super complex Mm -hmm. you know of the hundred years of colonizations of like the spanish the japanese the u.s and also from people from india too dates back thousands and thousands of years ago and you know the reason i say that is because you know the original languages tradition and heritage was mostly stripped away and so that the colonized so that those who colonized um, the Philippines can create a society that was deemed proper in their eyes. And I believe that it really means to just really root down on what you were like saying, on what the original um, heritage and traditions of the Philippines was. And all before the colonization, colonization that unfortunately occurred. But I know that it won't be easy, but when we start learning and understanding the history of the Philippines, we can have um, a better understanding of what the original was. Right. And for you, uh, going back to the beginning of your narrative, are you actually the only, are you an only child or do you have siblings? I have siblings. Are you the youngest? Oh, I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being the oldest of the family, did you always have that pressure to succeed well yes absolutely i do Um, i feel like because um i am the oldest i have to set an example towards um my two siblings and having that pressure just being able to be the perfect child or trying to succeed in everything that i'm doing so my siblings has um a proper pathway of how to like go about in life because if they see me just going around being rebellious they'll probably think it's okay too and they'll just be rebellious as well like oh how come my older sister can do this but i can do that so i feel like there was a lot of pressure in my part as well just being able to be the responsible child and being the second parent towards my siblings when my own parents weren't around and i asked that question because especially with in our Filipino culture-wise, there is this um, known, like, not myth, but mentality that when you're the elders, you have the pressure of trying to make sure all your siblings like, graduate school on time and, like, you just act as a, like what you mentioned, as a parent to them. And for you, like, have do you have a, a strong family connection or relationship with with your family and your siblings um i feel like i do mm-hmm. both with my siblings because um my sibling seems to be more open with me i would say because you know being like the second parent they're more um 
exposed to how like I would react as opposed to how my parents react because you know as a parent like it's totally understandable they would want the best for their kids and but sometimes the way that they kind of parent isn't exactly um healthy mm -hmm. like apologizing um I don't know like there's some sort of um, stigma and stigma around that where parents can't seem to apologize in front of their kids but I think with my own siblings they seem to have a more closer relationship with me because they're able to just be open when it comes to their opinions and um, how life is going about with them and it seems to be really hard when it comes to parents to be able to just be really open between child and parent because of um, past um, parenting issues and trust issues that was kind of just placed throughout the entire years of like their life. But also for my parents, I feel like um, I somewhat have like a close relationship with them. But, you know, raised as a Filipino American, being able to just learn more on how to just correct some of the mentalities that Filipino parents has because I think most of them kind of have this mentality of like, oh, I'm, I'm older than you, therefore I know so much better of life than you. But of course, with all of this um, world going on and the negativity in this world when it comes to like racial injustice, um, of course, correcting that kind of mentality where Asian kind of thinks where, oh, if you're like darker than me, therefore you're like inferior than me. But totally trying to just dismantle that kind of thinking, so, but, being able to have that open conversation between my parents um, really did help a lot with trying to change their um, thinking in a way. And to continue on to what you just said, um, and are you like sort of like the bridge to your siblings, to your parents, because you understand them and you're more closer at age and they, um, what, how they, express their feelings you express you you're like the messenger to your parents like because you know you know how they are so you're like the bridge to get to them yes yes absolutely i would say that like you know even last night my my mom would just tell me some things about like my siblings like how come they're doing this you know like they don't understand but, you know, I try to tell my parents from their perspective and actually have like, this kind of understanding between how my own siblings think and how um, my parents think. So they actually have both perspectives rather than just have this narrow vision on how to see things, but also place their um, themselves in their own um, child's shoes. So yeah, I would definitely say that I am kind of like at the bridge because I'm, I'm able to just talk about with my parents and my siblings on how um, one and the other kind of just thinks about the situation. So with that saying, um, when it comes to your culture, Filipino culture, are you, um, are you able to speak the language? Um, I can, but it's not fluent. Like, I would say, like, a sentence, but I would, like, um, add some English terms in there. But I can't fully understand um, Tagalog and kind of speak it, but not fluently. Not fluently. And, but are, you, are you Tagalog or are you any other dialect, other language? Um, 
for me, I am mostly Tagalog. Um, my mom is can speak Pico, but I never really um, learned about it because she wouldn't really say much in Pico, but more in Tagalog. I, I like to ask that with every guest because I want to know if you are aware of the language and like you're able to have the connection within the mother tongue. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, not really fluent, but I can fully understand and, but I can't really speak in it. Mm-hmm. Still trying, progressing. Yeah. If there was something that you want to learn more about our Filipino culture, your Filipino culture, what is that thing that you want to know more about? Definitely the history. Um, of course, where um, my mom was raised in and Bicol. I visited there once, but I never really immersed myself in that beautiful island. So beautiful. I would definitely want to go back again. Um, but just being able to just learn the culture there in Bicol and um, also the differences between that culture and the, um, the main culture that's in the Philippines, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of just learning like history. And of course, the like Bicolano. you're referring to like the culture of like the Bicolano? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yes, because like in the, Philipp- in the Philippines, like there are thousands of different languages and different mm-hmm. people are there. And I totally understand where you're coming from. And you did mention, like, before we started that you were supposed to go to the Philippines. Yes, I was. I was supposed to go to the Philippines um, to mainly for um, uh, health check and being able to see my family um, back in the Philippines again because I haven't really seen them for over a year now. And I usually go there every year ever since 2015. But this year... I'm really hoping that I'm able to just go back again, but hopefully. Yes, hopefully, hopefully um, this pandemic would die down. Absolutely, praying on it. So with that, uh, continuing on, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years or so? Um, absolutely living in purpose because, you know, um, I want to be just reach where God has placed me and what he has in store for me. But in the context of Filipino identity, I would like to teach my kids and my ch- or my children um, the history of the Philippine language, um, the tradition, or um, this way that they have some kind of clarity and understanding of what it means being a Filipino. And that's the that's the beauty upon it um, is getting our kids, especially immerse within the culture and like have having them understand like who they are because that's the beautiful thing about our uh, our culture and our language. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And digging a little bit more, if you could tell yourself your 12-year-old self something about the Philippines, the Filipino culture itself, mm-hmm. what would it be if you could tell yourself, like you would, if you could go back? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely to learn the language more. 
um, and really try to look more into the Philippine history because what you know now is definitely not what um, you'll be expecting about what the Philippines had faced and how heavily colonized it was because I thought the Philippines was just like um, a culture in its own and I didn't really think that it was colonized but definitely telling myself to um, really learn more about the history and learn the language because that's who I am and that's how I was um, or I'm being rooted as because you know both of my parents are Filipinos and just being able to just pass down that culture and not let that being watered down as generations uh, goes by. Yes, and that is really very well said because like what you mentioned, history, history is really different. And the thing that a lot of us mainly regret, especially is when it comes to our own culture we tend to like not want to learn about it because we think it's irrelevant but in the later on it's like oh shoots there is like there's so much more that you want to know and like the reason why things are happening now is because you that was the thing you were avoiding yes absolutely um I, and it's also really important to like uh, let your kids know about um their culture because i think there's also a mentality with like Filipino Americans of not trying to know more about the culture and I think it's really hard to to like really learn about the culture because I met some other Filipinos um, and they're Filipino Americans and just tell me like oh I don't want to um, learn about the history or the culture like I'm like oh okay I'm just like really curious as to why that a lot of them don't want to learn about the culture and they would rather learn a different culture. And I see that a lot in the Philippines too, where um, they seem to learn more about like Korean culture or like Japanese culture, but not really much about immersing themselves with the Filipino culture. And I'm just wondering like, why is there su uh, such a um, differential, um, how can I say this, perspective of trying to immerse themselves with the culture that they were born and raised in and just learning more about like the Korean culture or like the Japanese culture. I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I'm seeing that a lot. You're not wrong, honestly. Like, if I think if I was being honest, like, I think before, like, I, I really started to go back to my culture. Like, I, I was solely immersed with like the Korean culture. I wanted to learn how to speak it I wanted to like just like learn more about it and then like just try to like not forget about my culture because you know what there's other cultures that are interesting what is so important what is so special about the Philippines and not until my um like what we like what we, we keep like talking about like not until like I learned the history not until not until like I took those classes that made me kind of like whoa like I've, I've knew this since I was little but I didn't see this in this perspective in this angle and it's just that broadening your eyes and even what you said like there's a lot of Filipinos out there that is so diehard k-pop or j-pop or any other from our race because they're just like 
they don't want to be seen as being too Filipino. Like, oh, I don't want to be seen as a fob. Cause yeah. I don't know. Do, do you see that? Yeah, I do. I see that a lot. And I know some of my close friends who actually are like that, you know, and I, I'm just like kind of curious as to um, why there's a lot of like that kind of perspective that goes around or why they were, it's kind of like being washed down from your own race or like your own culture that you were born as and trying to why, kind of hide that by learning um, more of a, like a different culture rather than like immersing on what you are as like as a root person. And I guess I love bringing it because you said you were a psych psychology major and what you want to do is like behavioral analyst. Like, how do you see this coming up to play with your own major? Um, so for like a behavioral analyst, I, I think in the context of Filipino identity, I think um, it would just be really interesting to see like just different like perspectives of different Filipinos as to why they want to detach themselves. I think that would be a better word, detach themselves from their root culture and just being able to um, identify themselves as not a Filipino, but something else, you know? I don't know what like the stigma is around like Filipinos, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's a really um, watered down um, uh, detachment when it comes to being a Filipino, like a Filipino American, yeah. And to like answer your question um it's this different types and description of what colonial mentality manifest manifestations are so like the book that i'm that i was that i'm reading currently is the brown skin's white mind and then he has a section that says covert man manifestation and the idea of the the category cultural shame and embarrassment like the because we tend to film or ashamed towards our Filipino culture so that we deny our heritage and then claim us that we're part of a different heritage just so to make us seem cool in a sense. Mm -hmm. No yeah I, I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like shame does really bring um, a lot of part in that. Um, I feel like shame really um, trumps pride when it comes to our culture and mm -hmm. I they try to just like hide themselves within that um whatever seems to be cool and um you know what a lot of other people seem to be doing is like detaching themselves from the Filipino culture and immersing themselves in like the K Korean culture or like the Japanese culture like don't get me wrong like that's totally fine to be able to just learn about um these different cultures but if you're like denying your culture it really does um I don't know, like, it, it seems like there's no, um, how can I say this? Uh, like, there's no purpose, I would say, like, to just learn more about culture, but rather learning something different. If that makes sense. I'm so sorry if it doesn't make sense. Mm, it makes sense. And again, I, it's, it's part of that unlearning our unlearning the ways that the color the colonizer tried to get us to assimilate to it's um unlearning that colonial mentality that kind of wash away what we are 
what we were born with. Right, right. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And for you as Filipino-American, as someone who grew up and was born in Saipan and who came to Hawaii, mm-hmm. was there any like a different in perspective when you came here? Um, in terms of Filipino identity, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. So I actually know some people who are like, like Filipinos too and honestly like I really miss like Filipino food and I know that um here in Honolulu there isn't really that much Filipino restaurants mm-hmm. and I would like ask them hey you know like is there like any Filipino restaurants here that I can like stop by or like if I can buy food from and some of them are like ew why would you like want to eat those I'm like excuse me <laughs> like hello that's like part of my culture and I would ask like hey you know is there like any Filipino stores they're like oh yeah, we have like Seafood City here, but I would like, I think it would be better off to go to Target. I'm like, I'm just mind boggled at like how a lot of people seem to try to um, look down on like Filipino culture and they're Filipino too. And I don't know, it just seems really mind boggling to me. But back at home, we really love our culture that a lot of people try to stay in the root of our culture, even when they're out of um, the CNMI or Saipan that they would love to bring in with them because this is part of our identity. But when I moved here, a lot of them seem to like not like to be a part of the Filipino culture, which is really mind-boggling to me based on my own experiences. I don't know if other people can like um, also concur with what I'm saying, but only like from the people that I have met. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it it's the, it's like trying to really acknowledge the entire situation and understanding that maybe there's a distinct reason why because sometimes like when it comes to our own Filipino culture there's this toxicness within it too and you just want to get away from it and but at times it's that when you get away from it it usually comes back and it's through like being able to just surround yourself with with the Filipino community because the more that you see them the more you're like you get me like you understand me like Mm -hmm. and like that's where we kind of find this close circle-ness where (laughs) we're we're more on the I guess, verge of like coming to terms with our culture. And I think like going back to Saipan, like the culture there, like you mentioned, like they they love it. Like they they just want to like kind of like raise it in the roof. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's because what you mentioned, like they're, they're very close and Saipan is a very um, small community and it's that um, wanting to to just be one with each other because in here in Hawaii like there's so many different people there's it's a melting pot of all types of race and culture that it's kind of like you feel you don't really feel you you feel like you're not special like you feel like they're you see them on like how they're represented in the media and you're like I want to be like them too kind of a thing I don't know if that makes sense no it makes sense yeah Thank you for uh, sharing that because, um, you know, 
Yeah. Again, like, there wasn't that much of a culture shock because there's a lot of like diversity over here. Yeah. Um, but it was just like the way how people kind of just like responded when like with Filipino Americans, how they didn't want to just um, accept who they were and rather just be some kind of other race because I've, I've known some people who are Filipino and try to um, say that they're like Japanese or like Korean and whenever people ask them like hey are you like Filipino they're, they would just deny it up front they would deny it, like no I'm Japanese when in reality they really aren't and I just like thought that was kind of really interesting how people, a lot of people like to deny their Filipino heritage because of the shame that they feel within that culture and just rather be a different culture because it seems to be proper or like really clean or something that's like really structural, I would say. And if you could give an advice to the next generation that's, that's yet to come, what would you tell them about our about about their culture role mm-hmm. identity i would tell them to like never stop learning you know um keep reading and keep researching because the more you know and ironic as it seems like the more you know it's like the less you know for example like oh i know so much about like this type of topic, but the more you kind of like delve into it, you kind of just reflect like, oh, I didn't really know that I didn't know that much about this topic as you kind of learn more about it. It's kind of like this oxymoron kind of thing that's going on in here, but definitely to just learn more and of course to be a light to those around you, you know, because in a world that's just filled with so much negativity, I feel like there needs to be more positive positivity that needs to be radiating from all of us because there's something just uniquely formed in the inside of you that the world needs and being able to just discover what your purpose is and do it because as you learn to become like a person and knowing what your purpose is it gives you more of a sense of direction but I feel like purpose is not just a journey, like a one-stop point, there's purpose in everything that you're doing. There's purpose of being like a daughter, there's a purpose of being a student, and purpose of learning who you are as a Filipino-American and learning what who you are, um, even if you're not a Filipino-American. So, and of course, to always pray because you can never go wrong with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, very well said, and, and to reassure what you just mentioned uh, about it's okay if you don't know because i before um the be- i think the the beginning of this day i was watching this interview of the the new comic recorded by arizal and she was talking about how when you're writing it's good to write what you know but it's also good if you write about what you don't know because that's where curiosity begins Mm-hmm. And that's where you start to really begin to grasp and really like gets you on the move to know more about like, okay, what does this mean? So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what like, I was just like saying with the more you know, like the less you know, because it kind of just gives you more um, insight on so many things and realizing that, oh, I thought I knew so much about this, but in reality, we kind of really don't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And with this say, said, I just want to say thank you for coming on and to just sharing and have like talking conversation about our own Filipino culture, our identity, and just being here today to share about what, what it means to grow up as a Filipino American in this day and age. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> and before we end, I wanted to ask bonus question because to end on a little very lighter note, and this question is, what is your favorite Filipino dish and why? What? Oh my goodness, I don't even know. <laughs> like, there's a lot. I really love a lot. Uh, Sinigang, definitely one of them. Um, Ginola, oh my goodness, adobo. I'm already like, my mouth is watering thinking about it. Um, it only um, helps that it's almost lunch. It's almost dinner. I know. <laughs> I miss Filipino food so much. Oh my goodness. Um, even like shrimp city gang, oh, I miss that so much. Uh, yeah, th- those like those are like a few of them, but those are definitely some of my favorite Filipino foods. And second question is, what is your favorite Filipino phrase? Um. Probably when my mom just says like get young ano and then like she doesn't really know what she like means. I'm like I don't even know what she means like I know like what what do you want me to like get? But she just like young ano and you don't ano. I'm like okay, tell me which one you meant. But that's something definitely what I like miss hearing from my mom and I definitely miss her too. But yeah, that's definitely one of the most common phrases that I always hear from my mom. And probably my favorite. That's one of the most nostalgic one too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, uh, is there any special shout-outs that you'd like to give and or want to add on before we wrap the wrap the podcast? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely shout-out to my parents and my siblings for um, keeping me in check on my culture and for keeping me in my place so and of course to, uh, to chachi too for giving me this platform and being able to just express um what it means to be a filipino american here in hawaii and um being raised in back in saipan and bringing it over here yes to, thank you and to god first of all yeah yes definitely and with that said um this podcast will air sometime next month. And with that said, um, if you want to know more about like what you said, like the history and the, the rest of our culture, there are books that I can definitely give you a recommendation. And with that, I feel like as we continue, as we continue to grow, there's so much more of our culture that that will continue to keep having us to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more than willing to like um uh, read those um recommendations that you'll be. Uh, 
knowledge and insight towards our culture. Yes, looking forward to it. Yes. And done. That's a wrap on season three, episode nine for Shane. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, we have our blog that is released yesterday and it was written by Christine Chua. She wrote us a poem of liberation of of Juan de la Cruz. And I feel like it's um, a really well written out poem. And you guys should check that one out. Another really big thing is that we are re- we had released our mental health mukbang episode eight last week, Thursday, and that was with Carla, Michael, and Christine. Next tomorrow, Thursday, we are releasing our episode nine for our mental health mukbang, and that is with a really special panel. Um, they are actually the Miss Hawaii titles. So Miss Hawaii, Maui, Miss Hawaii, Kauai, and Miss Hawaii, Oahu. So stay tuned for that one. It'll be released tomorrow around 8 o'clock a.m. And with that one said, if you would like to support our podcast, consider donating on anchor.fm slash support. It is in the show notes, so don't forget to check that one out. It would be really helpful because it keeps the podcast like for, from growing and also it helps us like really like run with the entire show. So and with that said, um, thank you for supporting and listening to us well, we will be um, going into our last episode next week and I can't wait for you guys to listen to my interviewee who I actually met last month and I had the pleasure to sit down and talk to them So with that said, thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for more updates, especially with the team, with episode and with the entire company. Um, I really appreciate your guys' support through Instagram. If you want to give us any suggestions or just add in any series that we should add, feel free to DM us on Instagram at Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. And you want to be a blog writer for us consider emailing us at reclaiming filipino identity at gmail.com and yeah we will be taking a little hiatus break after season three to focus in on how can we better build up the content for you guys and also to focus on school because three of us are in school one is a master's student and yeah so Thank you guys for listening and keep the kids for the next episode, which is next week. See you guys and stay tuned for tomorrow's YouTube episode on our ninth episode for our mental health. Bye guys.